I can't safely say that I've that I'm a better person <laughs> than Stephen Coletti. You're like I'm not trying to to blow smoke or whatever or make you blush, but yeah, like Stephen Coletti probably knows who Field Yates is, and you don't need to know who Stephen Coletti is anymore. What does he do? Is he? I mean, I know he's got. He's certainly doing something, right? Like he's still notable. Fucking what is about jerks off theater? I don't know. Remember <laughs> theater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Peter got a question for you. I'm uncomfortable already, but go ahead. Who you got in the big game? Uh, well, I do like Coach Taylor's chances uh, against Voodoo. Yeah, well, in he the knows the state him. championship. He knows him. Knows the strategy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I uh, if I count on. Um, well, the show's racist, so you got to assume that the black quarterback's gonna always going to lose, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Dylan. Dylan, I can't confirm or deny uh, what happens, but you're going to see some interesting shit. So it's, uh, it's a very big game that's coming up between the Dylan Panthers and whoever the fuck Voodoo Tatum plays for. Um, Voodoo Tatum, by the way, in straight out of Compton. Is he re- oh, is he Tupac? No, he's uh Oh no, he's MC uh, Run. Okay, all right. I yeah. knew that he looked super familiar. Yeah. He's he's in a I've seen him in a couple of things actually where I've been like who the fuck is that? He is and the angriest looking black man he, of all time. He it looks like someone that you don't want to like he will be only be cast as like angry black men. Yeah, well I I would assume that he will not be cast as caring white guy <laughs> yeah. at any point. Yeah. Um so yeah, the uh, the the other big game is this uh, weekend, and we, we care about it in that we're gonna. I mean, we're football fans and everything, but I would say that Friday Night Lights is probably a little more pressing for us right now than uh, than the Super Bowl would be. We wanted to do a football-ish themed episode this week without really talking about football or the big game between the Denver Broncos and the Florida Panthers, according to our neighbors to the north. Um, so we spoke to Field Yates, who is, uh, we were discussing this before we recorded, Field is our most famous listener, is the most famous listener of the podcast. I debated this. I, well, I know for a fact that Katie Nolan listened to one episode. I would say that she's probably the most famous person that I know that listened to at least one episode. Right, that's a good point. But uh, I don't think that she's a repeat I don't think listener. that Katie Nolan listens to... I wouldn't be shocked to hear if that was the only episode that she listened to was the Ravel one. Katie Nolan, not to say that Field doesn't have a lot of shit going on, but Katie Nolan's got so much shit going on that I, I would be... I'd be both flattered and confused if I were to learn that she took time out of her week every week to be like... What did Deej and Pete have on their minds right now? Let's hear. Oh, they're talking about Friends again. I got to hear this. <laughs> Wonder if there's anything new about Friends. They haven't said the 10 fucking times they've spoken about Friends. So, yeah, we talked to uh, to Field Yates, who is, um, he breaks all the fucking football news, uh, other than, like, Schefter. It's, like, him and Burt Breer and Ian Rapport and Field Yates, uh, and he also does the fantasy football podcast for ESPN that everyone loves. I actually, we didn't talk about this when, when we had Field on, but I consult Field about like fantasy football stuff, and I feel like such a fucking... Seems like a good idea. It, it, it is a good idea, but I feel like such a fucking dick. Like, I remember I bugged him one, one night. I was like, I'm sure that you're actually doing something with your life, but... I got offered this trade. Should I do it? And he's like, oh, no problem. And he like broke it down and everything. So Field's fucking awesome. But uh, there's like that feeling 
for pretty much anything, really. It's like if you know somebody does something for a living, you don't want to go to like a friend and be like, help me with this thing that you do all all day anyway. Yeah. I mean, people will be like, hey, I know you're doing brewing stuff all the time, but I mean, you got to tell me. What do you think of blah blah? And I'm like, no, you can pick my brain about it. I'm gonna give you a shitty take, but yeah, um, yeah. So feel. I mean, we, we like to get our guests on and kind of pivot, not do the straight. Uh, so, what do you think of Peyton Manning? Is he been using the HGH? Cam Newton? Uh, d- does d- so you can find that in a million fucking other places, right? And I don't want to speak for Field, but I'm sure that he's done those those hits those interviews a thousand fucking times so we had field on and we talked to him about uh being a young white boy on espn when people are used to seeing old white boys on espn and uh what else uh we talked a shitload about laguna beach uh surprisingly yeah hit on friday night lights as well as we we talked a little friday night lights off the the top here we have a friday night lights type uh, future plans that we might want to yes Friday Night discuss. Lights is going to become uh, a, a a part of of brunch it's not going to become it's not going to become brunch but we're going to with Jeff Israel we're in talks right now trying to kind of figure out uh, we actually have to respond to did you respond I to did him? I talked to him okay he, he likes the idea okay that, that I pitched to you which is we want to do somewhat of a mini series about Friday Night Lights Jeff pitched the idea of doing a one-for-one, one. so uh, an episode of brunch for every single episode of Friday Night Lights, which, which seems I rejected. like a lot. <laughs> I, re- I rejected because that would mean that 95% of the <laughs> yeah. episodes of brunch, because we've done, what, probably 20 to this point or something like that? That's way more than we've done. We've really? We've maybe done like a, a dozen. Really? I would assume so. Fuck, okay. So anyway, uh, so like 98% yeah. of... The episodes that we would have done would about been Plus, about Friday we have, we have a problem committing and getting getting uh, together once a week to do a Friday show. Like that's a big deal for us. Imagine having to do an episode every time you watched an episode of Friday. If Night it Lights. were the off season, I bet that we could do. Um, I could do like, all right, let's do a full day. Let's watch like let's bang out six episodes, watch them together, and then record. But that'd be so fucking grueling. And podcasting, this podcast, I will not let it become grueling grueling or not fun because the reason why everyone fucking likes it is because... And everyone likes and it. And everyone fucking likes it. The moral of the story, I don't even have a reason why everyone likes it. I just wanted to bring up, everyone fucking likes this podcast. Which, by the way, not that you guys fucking care, our iTunes numbers are fucking high right now. So um, thank you for everyone who's listening. The move to Friday has we not are, been bad. We are number one on the brunch category. Well, have we talked gay about this? Gay brunch is in second place. Have we talked about gay brunch yet? I don't think we have. So if you Which, search uh, for brunch on iTunes, uh, the first result is this podcast. The second one is gay brunch. I have no fucking idea how we could beat gay brunch because gay brunch sounds like a much fucking more interesting podcast than <laughs> like this. Like if somebody were to give you the two options, be like, hey, do you want to go to brunch or do you want to go to gay brunch? You're choosing gay brunch 100% of the time. Well, it's like, do you want to go to a bar or do you want to go to a gay bar? It's like, I don't know. Do I want to fucking be depressed or do I want to have fun? I'm going to a gay bar. Uh, exactly. Anyway, quick little side tangent there. So eat my dick, gay brunch. Yeah. I actually, uh, <laughs> a, a, a a gay friend recently told me when I was discussing that gay bars are awesome, he was like fucking bummed out. He was like, I don't want people to know that gay bars are fun. You guys are going to fucking ruin it. So anyway, uh, we like gay bars. 
Um, so we talked to Field, and we talked to him about a shitload of different stuff, and uh, here it go. Field Yates, where the fuck is my Yaters gonna Yate shirt? Oh, dude, I am such a letdown. It's coming soon. I keep saying that, but if you want to buy it instead, 500level.com is offering an assortment of Yaters gonna Yate goods, including onesies for babies. Holy shit. Who's having a One baby of those could probably fit me. Yeah, see? There we go. Uh, actually, brother, yeah, my brother Taylor, he's a couple years older than I am. Him and his wife Karen are doing like a month and a half with the first of, what would you, I guess the next generation of Yates. So uh, I've swiped a couple of onesies for them. Uh, I'm pretty fired up about it, though. They're kind of cool. That's awesome. So how did those even come about? Because I, th- I saw it as just, you posted the picture on Instagram, and I assumed that it was just a... Uh, thing that like a family member had gotten you to be like oh it's fuck those twitter trolls or whatever you're a good yate yeah well you, you i think you, you probably know by now maybe both of you know this by now like i find the stuff that people say on social media to be hilarious like it's actually i kind of like it when people say incredibly ridiculous things at me and like the, like more degrading towards me the better you know uh because it's like really like you feel compelled to like let's say i'm on the air for something and I say something they don't agree with. Like, hey, I think that the Bears are going to win six games this year. Like, rather than, like, you know, just shaking your head or perhaps disagreeing with the thought and keeping it internalized, like, you're going to go to my Twitter account, you're going to hunt it down, and you're going to say, Field Gates is a piece of crap, and you look like you're 12, and I hate your family. How by the way, you ever we're allowed to swear Bears? on the show, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Field Yates is a piece of shit. Yeah. I hate you. Uh, like, it's like, okay, so, uh, like, that was your, like, listen, there's some things I watch on television that I don't like. But, like, I don't say to myself, you know something? God damn you, the Kardashians. Your television show does not intrigue me. You know? Like, I don't tweet Kim. Um, it might be kind of interesting to see if she responds. Well, yeah, I was gonna, she, she'd, look, she'd probably get an alert for that for some reason. Like, if a big enough person I find responds to you, I don't know if it's a setting on my phone or whatever, but it'll like I'll get a thing that'll be like, yo, just a heads up, Colin Hanks liked your, your tweet or whatever. And I feel like if you say something to Kim Kardashian, she's going to get a little thing and be like, hey, so th- this field guy <laughs> is barking up your tree and he is pissed. Yeah, and so, like, that was the impetus for this, though. Some guy, like, some guy, he was like, hey, like, something to the effect of, like, Field Yates is a bitch. And I was like, okay. Such a good word. You know, it's like, and, you know, like, what do I do here? So anyways, I was like, all right, this is great. So I I started screenshotting them and posting them on various social media. And the guys at 500 level, uh, like, which is an awesome company, like they basically capture moments in sports or like in life and put them on pictures. Like if a big play happens, they're going to have a T-shirt about it within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, like dabbing was one, like an example of something sort of recently, like when Kaepernick used to kiss his bicep when he was still good. Uh, say, he hasn't kissed his yeah. bicep in like three years, but yeah. Or like the Odell Beckham catch. So they were like, oh, like this Yander's going to eat shirt would play well. So you can now scoop them on 500level.com. You know what? I was actually telling Pete before this, uh, my friend Dwayne and I are putting some heavy in, uh, heavy consideration into our outfits for festival season this year. I am definitely going to wear a Yater's Gonna Yate shirt at some point during like Oceaga or something like that. And well, you'd be it, the only person wearing it, which is good. Well, that's the thing. I, I try to go for something like I wore a UNH acapella shirt during uh, Kendrick nice. Lamar's set, and 
I was the only one in the crowd rocking that, and I felt very good about it. I'm I just realized I'm actually rocking a UNH acapella shirt right now as well. So I was wondering what that was. That's pretty much my uh, my outfit. Uh, on the whole thing of uh, people giving you shit for saying you're young and everything, I think that they're confused because you are you're 28 years old, 29, something like that. 28, yes. 28 years old. Uh, you look like a 28 year old person. I think that people are used to watching ESPN and seeing either 60-year-old white people or nobody at all or former players or whatever. And I think that you're just the first person, the first male under 30, I should say, that they've ever seen. So on their, their brains are not programmed to, uh, to understand and accept something, even if it looks 28 years old. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, maybe like different is what like prompts the stuff. Like just being different is what gets people going. And I'm like, I'm cool with it, you know? Like, like has anyone told you before ESPN, you look really fucking young. You were probably like, uh, that's because I am young. That's like, or were people ever like, oh my God, Field, you look like you're 23 when you were 23 years old. Like, I'm assuming Pete and I are going to have a beard off at some point in our life. And <laughs> like, it'll just like eternally, like, I don't know, we might get like, like maybe like a little bit of peach fuzz. Like that's. One of the biggest issues uh, is the, the, the worst Armenian ever. The all-star game was last week for the NHL, and that's the point in every season where I have to say, are the Bruins going to make the playoffs? Because i got to start my playoff right. beard now. <laughs> yeah, damn right. You know, like, I, I probably right there with you. Like, if I did not shave until, like, Memorial Day, you would have no idea. Uh, so that probably impacts it a little bit. Uh, but you're right, though. Like, I don't know that people outside of work or outside of, like, the ESPN stuff I don't think like I go out and people are consistently like, man, like, you know, what's like, what, like, what do you giant like, like man baby over here? Yeah, right. Like when do you graduate from Boston Latin or something like that? Like, it doesn't happen frequently, you know? Um, I mean, I get carded at the bar every once in a while, but I don't think, like, I don't think I'm the only 28 year old who has that issue, you know? Yeah. I get carded at the bar every single time. And it's always the most demeaning thing because I'm, I'll be with a group of people and they'll go through like six people's drink orders and then they'll get to me and they'll be like, Oh, I need to see your everybody's IDs, by the way, and I just ru I ruin it for everybody because I look like I'm 12. I get carded well, at the bar just because they're like, "Ah, oh, we know this person's over 21, but maybe he forgot his ID or something, <laughs> and we won't be able to let him in." So let's just grasp at straws as to how to not get this fuckhead into our bar. And I'm good with being carded, like in general, like I'm okay with it, like especially when it's like they card everybody. But what like blows my mind is, and this happens sometimes, not all the time, but it does happen. Like when you get carted at the door, like the place says, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I could walk in there with my grandmother and they would, she would, they would card both of us. Um, just on principle, everybody gets carded when you walk in. That's fine. The problem is when you go to a bar that does that, and then you get inside and go to the actual bar and the bartender's like, let me see an ID. And I'm like, so, second like, wave. What did I do five seconds ago when I like paid them guy some guy seven dollars and like got a stamp of a smiley right hand that you can only see when it's like night light and I, like what was the point of me handing my ID over the first time around? Yeah, so that part that that's when I feel like I'm hitting like a low. Like my self esteem has to get like I don't know. I have to do like a self. I, I don't know. I have to do some evaluating and those some, those moments. I'm just escaping the getting asked for a children's menu at restaurants phase. Ooh, so yeah. um, I think I'll be hit getting the, uh, the idea at the bar situation I for used quite to, some years. I was heartbroken when I stopped getting the uh, children's menu at places. Some of the best stuff is on Friendly's, the children's menu. It was like, all right, you can buy a, 
uh, or at least when I was in middle school or whatever, it was like, all right, you can buy a burger for $10, or you can get a kid's meal, which is a burger and chicken fingers and a fucking sundae and fries and a drink for like $3, because children don't have any money. And we get them both out of the garbage anyway. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was fucking heartbroken when that happened. Um, Field, I must say, you are so much better at taking shit than uh, our friend uh, Darren, because... <laughs> You like when you get get stuff, you like to hype it up, and you've uh, I mean, T-shirts are being made out of it. Uh, your your Facebook is hilarious. Your Instagram is is hilarious. Um, do you know what's your relationship like with our friend Darren Rovell? And uh, have you guys ever discussed tips on maybe uh, getting better at accepting shit thrown your way? I have met Darren on a couple of occasions when we've so both lucky. been in Bristol. Yes, I know. Uh, you guys are jealous. Um, I do not know Darren particularly well. However, I do follow him on, in- uh, on Instagram. I don't, I don't think I follow him on Instagram, but I obviously follow him on Twitter. Uh, I don't think he follows me on uh, Twitter. I'm check right now. Such a Darren yeah. move. Love him. So I... <laughs> So I like if someone doesn't follow you on Twitter, but I follow them back. Like what? Like what does it say about our relationship? No, he does not follow me. I'm not one of the 1,838 people he follows. Wait, wait, wait um, side note: What a fuckhead! Like you're a and I. I'm, I'm not saying this because because I consider you a friend, but like you're an, an actual must follow on Twitter because you break a lot of news and you're like, actually an important reporter. There's probably. What, 10, 15 football reporters who are go-to regularly or regular newsbreakers, you're definitely one of them, and I'm not just blowing smoke. If he's a sports guy, how does he not follow you? Not to mention a colleague. Maybe I'll tell him that the next time I see him. Like, I don't know if he'll, like, I don't know if he'll, like, mercifully just follow me because I'm asking, or I mean, there's something, I don't know, like, I think about what Darren's Twitter feed is is you know largely composed of and i don't know that it's like reactionary to a lot of news a lot of it is and oh no if you say that like tom brady's out for the season with a torn acl he's gonna have some fucking tweet about how it affects uggs right away so he needs to see (laughs) he needs to see your your twitter feed uh maybe he's like counting on retweets from other people that it's like if anything of actual consequence comes from my timeline like somebody who either follows me with a bigger uh, audience or somebody who follows somebody else that has a bigger audience will just eventually like it'll eventually amplify to the point that it doesn't need to come from my timeline i don't know i'm, I'm actually a little bit more disappointed about darren not following me right now than i was like five minutes ago when i realized it actually happened like i i don't know like brunch uh, stirring up shit yeah, getting, Jeez. The, getting the Darren follow campaign, getting getting it started. Well, does he follow both of you guys? No, no. He uh, actually, uh, but I was blocked before we had our interview with him, and he unblocked me following our interview. And we had one of the best moments in brunch history when uh, Pete had to tell Darren during the interview <laughs> why he got blocked, and it was because Pete had photoshopped Darren Rovell's face onto the forty-year-old virgin poster. And oh gosh, yes. Like, Darren gets that. That is, like, a lot of people are on Twitter just so they can fuck with, uh, with Dare Bear. And, and he knows <laughs> that, but I feel like you don't really do anything to ask for it. You know something? People will find, like I said, people will find the two things that I get the most blowback for on my Twitter timeline are easily my name and my age. And I have, like, I tell people, I, I have no control over either of those factors. Like, I did not pop out the womb and be like, Mom and Dad, it's field, or I'm getting back inside, and you have eight more hours of labor ahead of you. Like is, it was, you know. It's also really unfortunate to have that name and work in sports. 
So I think, like, part of me wants to take the optimistic view. you like, oh, yeah, like, it kind of, like, you know, it, like, plays well and it works. And part of me is like, like, why not just be named, like, Travis? You know, like, that would be super – like, wow. Travis Yates is totally simple. But you're but already that's way so too close you're, to, That's you're, way too close to Travis Yost, who's terrible. Right, and yeah. So you don't want to – You're already so white field. If your name was, like, <laughs> Travis Yates, no. I, I, I like you much better as, as a – is field. I mean, Plus, Field Yates is such a like a recognizable name. Absolutely. I remember the first time I heard Field Yates's name. Um, I was in high school, and Field we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. And uh, they had told me about this Field, this Field Yates character who is gonna, because I wanted to do something related to sports. I wanted to go the the journalism path, and uh, some some of our mutual friends had said like. This guy we go to high school with, Field Yates, he's going to be like the next, uh, the next Bill Belichick or the next like whomever, um, the next great coach, the next great scout, whatever. So I'd heard a lot about you, but the biggest thing that stood out to me was like, what a fucking magnificent <laughs> name. There aren't many of us out there. I tell you that much. I actually got an email a couple of days ago and it was like, the subject was your name. And I was like, oh God. And like, <laughs> next thing you know, she she wrote out. She's like, hey, like I'm just curious where your name comes from, and uh, like my son uh, is is Field, but like his that's just like a nickname or whatever. Like we call it, his real name is Fielding. It's like is your real name or that's a middle name or something like that. And I was like, oh, you know, like I, I responded. I was like, oh, it's actually my real name. Like no one else in my family, my immediate family has that name. I'm not a junior or whatever. But then I said, oh, we've got actually got a lot of family in Kentucky, which is where like a lot of the other fields are. And she was like, oh, I'm from Kentucky, too. Like, that's where she lives. So then I was like, all right, I better cut this off at the past before something weird, comes, like even weirder happens. But shout out to that nice woman in Kentucky. I'm sure she listens to the podcast, so she'll be hearing this conversation soon. Yes. Field, uh, do, do people know your your life story? I mean, you have a very interesting one. I don't know. I mean, in this audience or in general? Uh, like, does like does your family or no, uh, um, right? My, my mom and dad are, are are like acutely aware of it. Beyond that, it's sort of a, a toss up, to be honest with you. All right, so you were um, so you went to Wesleyan, played football there, correct? I you, did. Yes. You were like quietly uh, like taking the Belichick path to being Bill Belichick, correct? I was trying to. Yeah. So all my life, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace Bill Belichick. Like, that'll be my job. Um, that that that's just how it's going to work. The succession plan doesn't need to be thought out. Like Belichick would just hand me the keys and we'll go from there. Right. So after my junior year, and you were, high school, were you family friends with Belichick? Right. There's a connection there from like like I'm trying to think when the first, when it dates back to like right around my junior year of high school. So okay. um, I was given the opportunity to go and like basically work uh, as. I don't know if it'd be, like I call it an internship because that's the easiest, most generic way to describe it. But it really wasn't an internship. Like I was basically going in there and like learning how to do stuff that scouts and coaches do, um, and also like like odd jobs. And like I was like on, I would go to Patriot practice and like I'd be the guy that like during walkthrough they'd be like, "All right, you're the fit, you're the you're the running back for defensive walkthroughs. So like hit this hole and like you're probably gonna get tackled by somebody, but like don't say anything." I'm um, like, all right, sweet, whatever. Like, I, that was like the coolest, the coolest thing ever. Right. Uh, so I did that for, I don't know how. You're many actually better than Anquan Smith at that point. <laughs> at that point, I might have had a little bit more wiggle. Um, yeah. It's probably true. Um, so yeah, so I did that for a long, for like five 
years-ish until I graduated college. And so, like, as I'm sure you guys know, you get back from college and it's like winter break starts in December. And then next thing you know, a couple of your buddies go back right at New Year's. Like, a few more go back by, like, January 10th. And Wesleyan was always like, oh, yeah, you get back January 29th. So, like, one year I was like, all right, I cannot, like, I love being home, but I was like, I cannot sit here and, like, rewatch Lost again. Uh, I need to go do something with my, with my winter break. So I'd spend, like, as much time as I could when I was home uh, at down at Gillette Stadium, like, learning stuff. Um, so it sort of, like, progressed. And then after I graduated from college, when Scott Pioli had taken the job in Kansas City, he invited me, or invited me, he hired me to go work in his scouting department. So... I spent a couple seasons there, uh, and then in 2011, two years after that, um, I, like, I don't call it an epiphany, because like, it wasn't like I had this moment where I was like, yeah, I don't want to scout anymore, but I want to go do this. It was like, all right, I don't know that this is for me. Like The, the shortest way to describe it is, like, I've always loved football, but I didn't know that I wanted to live football. Like You guys probably know yeah. this, and I don't, I don't think every sport is different than this. Like, the football lifestyle is brutal. Like Those guys grind basically 335 days a year it's like and it's not grind like hey they go in like you know like a nine to six right like a great day at the office is like oh i leave it i get there at 6 a.m and i'm out at 6 p.m like that's a great day and i'm like geez you know like this is this is uh it's it's no joke so i wanted to i still love football and it's, it's it sort of keeps me you know it's my profession in some ways now but i didn't know what i wanted to do so i came back home and there were about like 12 turns in between. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to try to like write a football blog. And it kind of like from there, that's sort of where I'll took off. But the, I guess that's the launch point. I'm not sure that like the, 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 the curves in between then and where we're at now are that interesting. But that was like the that was the plan. And this is where the actual result is. Once you got on Twitter and everything and you were doing the blog, that's I think where you started to separate yourself was because every day you did a scouting term. And like people would, I remember I would go to the combine every year for like three or four years. And there were a lot of terms that people would just kind of throw around loosely, like, oh, he opens his hips well and everything. And w- whether or not they knew what that meant, like who, who the fuck knows. But like, so y- every day you would have something to basically be like, I know what the fuck this means. Here's what it actually means. Here's how you can apply it. And you'd have an, like an example of, of somebody who does that certain thing well. And I think it's like, it's people assume like when you're watching the game, it's like people assume you're like our own level of knowledge is incumbent in other people. Right. Like, which is ridiculous to think that way. It's like when you're at the gym and the guys are like total hardos who like stare you down when like, Oh, like, dude, like you're arching your back a little bit when you're benching. Like as if I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to win. Like, you know, I'm not like DJ at the gym. I actually, my back has been fucking killing me. Too much, too much arching in the back. Like I'm not body by like by whatever Jake over here. Like I, I just I'm just trying to get like a little more swole. Yeah. But, like the guys who are like those hardos are like, yeah, dude. Like how do you not know that? There's it's like, we nothing don't, worse not, than somebody in the gym who cor- who tries to correct your form. Has anyone done? I'm n- yeah. So I'm so bad that no one even talks to me at the gym. They're like, this guy's beyond fucking repair. It's been a while, but it's happened to me quite a few times, and it's. It's I so, love, it's the worst. You guys are both muscular. You should be like, dude, fuck off. I'm going to kick your ass if you say that to me again. Dude, I feel like you're probably overselling my physique relative to Pete's. Like, I think Pete, like, Pete probably has, like, you could probably put a number. I don't know how many, like, abs, but, like, I don't have, like, a pack. Like, I just have, yeah. like, there, there's just, like, a little thing between, like, my nipples and above my belly button. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Pete's an imp- it's something. 
Pete's an impossible person. He's like five foot one. Are you? Fi- how tall are you? Like five six. He's like so. He's like five foot one, and <laughs> he's uh, in addition to not being fat at five foot one, he's fucking ripped out of his mind at five foot one. I don't understand how that works. It's easier when you're shorter. There's less. There's less to work on. No, like, like I, it's more compact. So if I go to the gym, it takes like me a, better a lot strike less zone, time. But... Yeah. Basically, it's just more compact, so I have to wor- I have to work and like exert less force to but get if you f- all the spots. But if you fuck up, so like I'm five foot ten or something, five foot nine. If I'm if I have a couple chicken parm sandwiches too many, there are there's a lot more <laughs> space where those chicken parm sandwiches can go. If Pete has too many chicken parm sandwiches, you're gonna see it right away because I mean. He's what five foot one, five foot one. And, and that's gonna stand out. So so Pete, God bless whatever workout regimen you do. You're a freak of nature, but uh, yeah. So this we had you on as a guest as an elaborate way to talk about how oh, how good a shake. Yeah, Pete is in. But that all in that elaborate story, ruse. Yeah, that that story sort of reminds me of the line from Big Daddy, which is like a really underrated uh, movie from like oh, I don't even know, like fifteen I cried years in tears, ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Where. Uh, where like I think I can't remember Sandler and the kid are at McDonald's or something like that, and the kid's like, "I want like a Happy Meal or something." And he was like, "You want one?" And Sandler was like, "Dude, if I eat one of those, like my ass jiggles yeah, for a week." Right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I like chocolate shake in my ass jiggles for like, for a week. It's, it's like all right, you know, like that's uh yeah that, that that's sort of how I feel sometimes with like you know like you want you want to go to Chipotle and I'm like yeah I want to go to Chipotle. I, of course I'd like to go to or probably Five Guys is a better one. Like I'd love to go to Five Guys regularly, and I, but I'm also gonna hate myself like right after you know. This brings us into a point that we talked about before the show. Uh, DJ wants to know how many suits you own and how yes. many do not fit anymore. All right. So this is this is I made I made a lifestyle decision maybe like two, three years ago when I started TV a little more regularly. Um, I have I think probably man, seven suits maybe, and then probably a, like a good six. Number. Yeah, real good number. Uh, probably too many, to be honest with you. But here's what happened. So I have like seven suits, probably like six different sport coats to go with those suits, like yeah. on top of them. Uh, and I have a tux, too. But what happened was like I found this suit that – and I would say this. Like I don't have any shame in it. Like I don't, I don't really care. Like I have the exact same suit. It's just different colors. The exact same size, exact same suit. It's a Tommy Hilfiger suit. I'm telling you, you go to Macy's.com right now and buy it for like – 200 bucks like i it's think not, that i have this the same one actually i got it at nordstrom rack there's like a tommy hill figure one that everyone has i think they yeah. were talking about the same one yeah and so like basically what happened was i bought one and i was like oh, i really like the way that this fits and a couple people said something and i was like i better like start loading up here on like <laughs> other colors and then i'm telling you like and like my parents are uh, like very supportive of you know they're like listen if this is something that like helps you in any way and work like yeah, of course like tell us if you see a new one like there's a there's a holiday of gifting coming around so like for christmas like i, I don't think i even asked i just happen to have like the newest color and gray of this specific suit so it makes actually shopping easy for my parents because they're like yeah like we get you the new one and i'm like yep good by me um so i think probably like variations wise it's probably like I mean, I guess if you take seven suits, six, um, you know, six jackets, and then like you can mix them up and mix and match and be at like a, like I probably have like 20 different like looks just with like yeah. pants and jacket alone, you know? That's awesome. I mean, so that, that's, that's like an expanded version of what I, I mean, I probably have like, probably have like 
five suits or something and then just yeah like a bunch of different jackets and that's the that's the way to go but that's actually the fact that you're not that you weren't like oh i have 20 suits and they're all made by fucking like armani and yeah like you i'll say it field you look good for for the 200 dollars for, keep, for keeping it real yeah, <laughs> yeah. i you know something one suit Ugh. and yes. i've worn it one time or twice maybe i was there the one time you wore it <laughs> you were there for half the times yeah. at least half the times i've worn my suit god damn do you enjoy getting dressed up in a suit though pete like it's something like do you are is the reason you only have one because you only need one well the funny story is is i bought the suit right after i graduated college thinking you know i'm gonna have job interviews i should own a suit and yeah. then I got a job on the internet right after I graduated. Never wore the suit to an interview once, and it stayed in my closet for like two years, maybe before I wore it for the you first time. You don't ever just like put on the suit to like look in the mirror and be like, "Yeah." No, it's like I, I do that all the life, fucking time. My life is just a constant state of hoping and wishing that I'll have an excuse to wear a suit. Sometimes I'll be on the couch, like <laughs> watching watching FNL or whatever, and uh, I'll be like. It'll dawn on me that I'll be like, wait, I bet that these pants and this shirt and this jacket would work with this tie. And I'll like fucking sprint to my room and like put the look together, wear it in front of the mirror and be like, good to know. <laughs> and then I'll like get back into sweats. No, but to answer your question, yes, I do enjoy getting dressed up whenever I can because it doesn't happen very often. There's... And that that extends beyond suits. Like wearing jeans is getting dressed up for me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I mean, listen, like I'm at the point now where suits they're not they're not old, but like I'm at the point, especially around Bristol, where like if I walk on campus and I walk to the cafeteria wearing like jeans and like a button down shirt, people are like, oh, it's ever it's like everybody's got like almost like the the astonished face, like you you don't always wear suits. So I'm cool, like. I love wearing them at the same time. Like, if you told me I could go, like, sweatpants for the next six months, I'd probably be, like, sign me up right now. Uh, I don't know, because that was the football lifestyle. Like, I don't think I've ever listened. I don't ever listen. I don't think I've ever – I ever wore anything but – like, I wore the same probably, like, three pairs of sweatpants for a solid, like, 12 – or shorts for, like, 12 months. Kansas City has a shorter winter than Boston, and it gets hot as balls during the summer. So, like – it was basically just rotate through like mesh shorts and, and like dry fit tees during the summer, and then like maybe throw on a sweatshirt in the winter. It was great. I asked you before this if there's if you have any sort of friends or obsession like our obsession with friends, and you had a fucking horrible answer, which was Gossip Girl. Not because Gossip Girl is necessarily bad, but that might be the only television program that neither Pete nor I have seen. Which is literally shocking to me. Like, first of all, I think both of you are well-versed in television. Like, I can tell that much, all right? Second of all, like, Gossip Girl is the kind of show that I never watched it live or when it was actually on. I yeah. don't even know what channel. Was it on, like, a CW or something? It was on, well, yeah, it was on one of those fucking JV channels. Yeah, it was something that, like, I don't know if I could find it unless I had the TV guy in front of me. Um, but it's the kind of show that I'm just, like, you can knock it out, knock out a season and a Saturday. Like when we get to that point, yeah, and maybe yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it never comes this winter. But like I had a couple of, of Saturdays last winter specifically where I was doing like morning television for ESPN, and our sports center goes off the air. I think at like ten or eleven, so I'd be off the air until like eight a.m. the next morning in a hotel. And if there was like a ton of snow, it was like all right, well I can only drive basically from the studio to my hotel. What am I going to do for the next nine hours? I could either do nothing or i could watch like 12 episodes of gossip girl the show is great i mean like 
it, like, it checks every box of addicting television. Like, the storylines, I have no idea what they are, but, like, I don't know. It's it was, it was terrific. Like, it's basically about, like, the whole story is predicated upon, like, really young, or not really, really attractive young people who live in <laughs> really, really, really young girls. Really young, really, hey, really young children, yeah. really. I mean, it's just... like, it's like a, like, just basically, it's like this collection of, like, incredibly attractive high school students, like a, a high school that's, like, the up, the elite of the elite in New York City, and, like, the wayward times of them, and, you know, like, obviously, it's, and it's, like, actors that, like like Blake Lively was in there, you know. Like mm. it's not as if she, you know there was no, not like you actually thought Blake Lively was seventeen. It was like oh, like they have this twenty five year old playing the seventeen. Oh, it's Great. it's the Friday Night Lights dynamic yeah. where I mean yeah, exactly, exactly what it was. Pete, well, how far are you now? Uh, I'm. I think I have a couple episodes left of the first season. So uh, I'm not fuck. So I, there's a. I don't want to give away a small little spoiler about what they do don't. with the, the ages of the characters. I'm sure that, that field you, you might know. I know, what you're, you're I, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So well, isn't like, Taylor Kitsch supposed to be like a sophomore in the, in the so first season? They all placed, they all play seniors in the first season, except for Matt Saracen and Landry. And then the next season they decide we got to keep like Riggins around. And so they make them, they pretend that they were all, younger but they don't specify and then they might do it again for season three oh, so basically what you're watching right now pete is quote unquote They're a bunch sophomore. of sophomores lila right. garrity with that fucking body is a sophomore in high school apparently give me a fucking break and what does that make coach's daughter who's also in high school what is she like 12 and yeah it's all there's <laughs> when this won't spoil too much but uh when uh, Julie mentions like losing her virginity or whatever to Lila Garrity. Lila makes a face of like, oh, look at you. And it's like, well, according to this fucked up storyline you're in now, <laughs> Lila, you lost it when you were fucking four years old. So anyway, um, uh, what I was going to ask is, Phil, did you ever watch the OC? Don't oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. How similar is Gossip Girl to the OC? Because I used to be a big OC guy. I could get into Gossip Girl if it's put it this way. For a lot of the same reasons that I enjoyed the OC, I enjoyed Gossip Girl. Like, okay. absolutely. I mean, like, first of all, let's break it down to the like the com- least common denominator, right? Like, it's two, it's high schoolers, or like you know, like the life and time. Jeez, I keep that sounds really creepy when I put it. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, okay. it's like, it's like, why do you like this what, show? Because there are really hot girls, high schoolers. Yeah, <laughs> the setting is the same. It's a high school setting with like. You know, in this case, again, like the OC, like there's basically it's like the lifestyles of the rich and the famous, not literally, you know, but like well to do setting. And it's just basically like, you know, it's like watching the real world just, uh, you know, in, in California or New York, like a lot of the same, a lot of the same principles apply. Like, again, the boxes are checked pretty similarly. You'll enjoy it. Like, I think that um, I don't know, like. They're, I was gonna say they're obviously different, but the, it would just sound dumb to try to get in, to get more specific than that. But yes, you. I think you'd enjoy both of them. Or I think you'd enjoy this one because if you enjoy the OC. The Speak. name of this episode is going to be called "Field Yates Loves Hot High Schoolers." Oh yeah, <laughs> something like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you guys? Uh, did you guys watch Laguna Beach? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh my god! So you th- those Belmont Hill guys field? They were obsessed with Laguna Beach. I don't know if you were aware of that being a Belmont so, Hills guy in that time, but they loved like Nick Lair and Miles oh, and all yeah. those guys. They they fucking ate, slept, and breathed Laguna Beach. 
So I remember buying at like, I don't know, like Newberry Comics or something, going and buying the first season on DVD. Yep. And it came with like one of those leather wristbands that Stephen Coletti wore on the show oh. all the time. I think oh, I might still have that somewhere. Steven. Like that was a huge pickup back in the day. Like I was fired up when I had like when I was wearing that thing, I felt like I had swag. For the you gotta just wear life. one of those on with your suit on, on ESPN one you day. You know what's crazy, Field? Like you're better than than Stephen Coletti right now. Like we like I, I, Get I, I, I watched Stephen Coletti when I was a kid or high school or whatever, and I was like, that guy's a tool. But I can't safely say that I've that I'm a better person <laughs> than Stephen Coletti. You're like, I'm not trying to, to blow smoke or whatever or make you blush, but yeah, like Stephen Coletti probably knows who Field Yates is, and you don't need to know who Stephen Coletti is anymore. What does he do? Is he, I mean, I know he's got, he's certainly doing something, right? Like he's still notable. Fucking what is about? Jerks off theater. I don't know. Remember <laughs> theater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that the, yeah, that's I a ginger kid, right? So, no, yeah. that was Jake. In parentheses, uh, whose friend? Who did they say Jake's friend? Yeah, it's, it was always demoralizing. Yes. They would have somebody's somebody's name, and then they'd be like, this the person's friend. The worst was friend. Alex H. They kept saying Alex H. was, in parentheses, uh, Kristen's friend. And it's like, dude, she's a fucking main character <laughs> and maybe the second hottest girl pound for pound on the show. So shut the fuck up with just saying that she's Kristen's friend. Do you know Kristen? You could. Like through Jake because Cutler. of the because yeah. of the 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 Cutler connection. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't uh. know. But like they've got a, a nice young family. They're growing, huh? Yeah, it's they, they just had a baby, right? Another one. Yeah, another one. She's so fucking polished. Maybe it's because she's done so much TV or whatever. But I mean, she was a brass, sassy little drink of water when uh, <laughs> during that show. And now I was watching her on Cupcake Wars because that's a program I watch from time to time. And she was like. She was so fucking elegant and regal, and I was like, Kirk, "What? Where did you come from again, Kristen?" Wait, does Cupcake Wars still exist, or is it simply Cake Wars now? I mean, I think it's it. Cake Wars. I was watching Cupcake Wars because uh, it was just I was watching some Man versus Food on Netflix, and it was like one of the related things was Cupcake Wars. Stephen so Coletti uh, was the latest thing that he's done is he's One Tree Hill. Away. <laughs> one Tree Hill. No, yeah, one Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. So he's an what? actor? He was. Interesting. He's, that's the last update, and the series finale was in 2012. So Interesting. What, we should do a Laguna Beach episode at one time, at some point. I, if would, that's the, I, I would take down. that as an... Is that like an, an opportunity for us to go and rewatch it, by the way? Yeah, that's what we do. That's, we, pick, we pick something, and then we'll go rewatch it or watch it all in a row, and so it'll be new to us. Yes. And then we talk about it like it's brand new. I actually must admit, though, uh, I recently rewatched it, so it would be a, a second rewatching in a pr- pretty small amount I've, of time. In the past year, I've rewatched it. It was, on some, it was on some channel where, like, they would play marathons in the morning, and I yeah. work from home, so that's a pretty excellent opportunity to just watch Laguna Beach for, like, five hours at a time. Who would you say, other than Kristen, because, I mean, Kristen... Kristen was pretty great in those days. Who would you say is the second hottest girl on Laguna Beach? Uh, who's probably LC, right? I was. Oh yeah, LC was. LC uh, was nothing uh, wrong with who's that. Who's the uh, Who's the the brunette one? Jessica Ardr- no. Adrina. Adrina. Adrina Partridge. Yeah. She no. She was on. Uh, it's Adrina Patridge. Patridge. That was the yeah. It was the Hills. The Hills. Um, oh my bad. You're right. But she started. But didn't she start? She may. I mean, they they would start to like 
drop um, like Heidi Some cameos, right? Yeah, just to be. A, I think it was honestly to plant the seed of like this show's not going to be around forever. So we're we're starting a new thing, and here comes whomever. It was like when Killer Mike started to pop up in uh, Outcast songs, and they were like, "Look, Killer Mike's about to take over the world." Just right, so you so know, she was in the hills, not in Laguna Beach. Just looked it up. Uh, but Adrena was. Oh my god, yes, she was fantastic. unbelievable. But yeah, I would say like my second favorite might have been Alex H. She was just this like really. T- I'm a big. I'm a big height guy. She was very tall. There was a. Sh- so you like sh- height? There was yes. a shorter one that I liked that was friends with Kristen. Uh, so not Taylor because Taylor was was short. Um, a shorter one who was friends with Kristen. I'm gonna look at Jessica. I'm gonna look. I'm it going. Up. I'm going back to the cab. I'm about to Google some of these. Yeah, things right so now. am like, I. I need to see this like. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at one. I'm looking at the one that I'm that I know that. It, uh, hold on. I have to go through a fucking slideshow now, of course. <laughs> I think I've probably watched... The, I've gone through this slideshow because I looked... After I watched... Where are they now? Laguna Beach recently, I looked it up. Only seasons one and two, by the way. If you've watched season three of Laguna Beach, you're a fucking creep and a weirdo and a, uh, get the fuck out of here. Laguna Beach, Alex H. is as far as I got, man. Mm. Um, the thing is, a lot of them are like where they're at now, so it's hard for me Jess, to picture. Jess Smith is the one... Jessica. Jessica, yeah. Yeah. So, she, so she was big fan um, of her. She was dating Dieter in season one, and then she slimmed down and uh, <laughs> dated Jason mm-hmm. in season two. And Jason all season dated two literally was, everybody. Jason was like, trying to fuck this other girl. Why are you being so mean? Jason was the biggest douchebag on the entire show. Oh, yeah. Sure. Is he the one that dated Kristen eventually? Jason, like with like the, he dated every the single spiky girl hair? on the show. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the spiky. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, so he went from. Uh, Jessica to Alex M to uh, to LC right? Didn't he date LC at the end of I'm season? Pretty sure he dated all of them, at right? One point. He, I, that's that's. Did a... he date Adrena at one point too? Like in Probably. the hills? Because he crossed over to the hills, but he was like the big baseball star of Laguna Beach. That's and, right. And yeah. then like he just, would just that's go, what it was. Yeah, and he would just go everywhere and he'd be like, uh, and like every like he's like that dude in high school. He was that, real life he, Tim Riggins. Yeah, he's like that dude in high school where like he is like the thirty year old man in high school, and so right. all the girls think that he's awesome. Yeah, but then like anybody with a brain is like, this dude is not going anywhere. He's a fucking moron. Right. Yeah. So he's, that's him. He's fucking lucky he was getting that TV money and yeah. that he was probably rich because he fucking lived in Laguna Beach anyway. Yeah. But yeah, wasn't he? Uh, was his friend Talon? Talon. Oh, that fucking guy. So Talon is this fucking weird looking person who inexplicably fucks like Kristen from time to time. Uh, I don't know if he ever. I don't know if he ever sealed the deal with uh, with Taylor, but they had like a long on and off thing i don't know laguna beach was basically just a giant orgy yeah they all just banged each other right and i did they blur the lines about what their grades and ages i think that that it was pretty clear that season one they were juniors season two is like steven and lc were seniors but then they moved on and then they had to come back home because they were those fucking laguna beach townies yep. who couldn't make it on their own and guess Kristen. Kristen made it on her own <laughs> chris yeah, good for Kristen. She she grew up before our very eyes, and then still bringing it. I would say yes, and she's. I would say that uh, Jay Cutler would be the one that's benching outside of his weight class in that relationship. I would say that Kristen's a little better than Jay Cutler. 
a little bit. I feel like they like MTV owes it to us to do a reunion special sometime soon. Yeah, like they really do. You know, like just just bring just bring cameras to their actual high school reunion. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we just got a good like probably 25, 30 minutes of Laguna Beach in there. <laughs> to Ten minutes, I don't know, but that was some good lags beach talk. Listen, anytime you guys want to talk Lags Beach, just give me a buzz back. Like I'll, we're probably I'll Skype. Going, we're probably going to circle back. So this was unprepared Laguna Beach talk. I think that at some point we're going to have a bigger Laguna Beach episode. You'll definitely be involved, and we'll see who we can get. It'll be. It's easier to get like celebrities, though, because you can track down their managers and stuff. Like I don't think that Jessica has a fucking <laughs> contact. I don't think that I'll be able to find Alex H. We don't know their last names. We could probably just tweet at them. And yeah, they're all gonna be Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely, some of them have to be on Twitter. And honestly, think about it. Like, some of them might be like pumped. Like, you know, five years ago, we, we might have had no shot, we'll yeah. largely because yeah. Twitter wasn't a thing necessarily. But now they'll be like, "Oh, I'd love to press right now." You know, like, like I bet if we tweeted at Talon, being like, "Hey, you want to come on our Laguna Beach yeah. talk show?" He'd come in his pants. He'd be like, and be like, yeah, <laughs> he, he would be waiting so all, been he's, waiting for this for years. He'd respond with something like, "Yo, I'm so amped on this right now." He would always say that. He'd be like, man, Kristen's so gnarly. Like, you get amped on the chick. And then it's like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? And how does this ever translate into you having sex with this person? Give me a goddamn break. Uh, fucking Talon. Do we want to tease the uh, the idea that we've been throwing around this week for the series? Oh, the, the, the yeah. Field, you have a Friday Night Lights co- connection, actually, right? You know J.D. McCoy's dad? I do. Is he has a house on Nantucket in the same town that my family does. And Donnie's awesome. Um, it's like the character he plays in the show is like the lead. Like if you were to be like, yeah, I want to be friends with one person in the show. And like you listed the characters like one through a hundred. He'd be the probably the very last person. But Jason whatever. He's in the show. I don't want to be friends with Jason Street. Fuck that guy. You know something? But... Street. Actually, you know something? Street is a big listener to the podcast. So Street and I like DM. It's happened. Yeah, like we he's a uh, like we follow each other on Twitter. Like he's <gasps> he's a dude, man. So we can make this happen potentially. Wow. God. Yeah. You're the fucking Friday Night Lights hookup. And uh, you that know, went from <laughs> that went reversed so fast for DJ was fuck Jason Street. <laughs> like, oh, well, I could get him on your podcast. podcast. Better we like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, so Pete uh Pete just started watching and uh so he said you're late season one. He texted me a couple days ago and was like, please tell me Jason Street dies. And oh, God. As awful as it is, that's a feeling that a lot of people had just because his, his story, they had to, it takes a while to get going. They pull him so far away from everything else, which obviously, I mean, because he's paralyzed, he can't exactly be at football practice. But uh, yeah, they, his story gets pulled so far away from everything else that. Uh, and actually, he should have died just so they could put him out of his misery because his girlfriend was fucking his best friend. So there are a lot of reasons why they, they could have killed off Jason Street. But yeah, we should definitely do something Friday Night Lights related. Actually, I don't know if they would even want to do a big Friday Night Lights thing, but we could book Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jason Street, and J.D. McCoy's dad all at the same time and then be like, surprise, bitch, we're talking Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We should do it on a Friday night, too. That would be like that there's would, some sort of like, you know, symmetry there, right? I'm usually free on Friday nights, so that works. Same. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it makes three of us. have nothing like. going on. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, th- this has been fantastic, Field. This is not going to be the last time that, that we talk to you. So this say, is like, this is the start of something good. Isn't that a song back in the day? Like, this is the start of something good. I'm tone deaf. Yeah, no, that's, tell. yeah that's a song. What is it, though? 
Fuck. I didn't pick up I can't pick up the melody. Um, uh don't you agree? Yeah. Um maybe that is that a commercial? Um <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find this. Good. I don't know. By is it by Gavin DeGraw? Did you just have a Gavin DeGraw drop? I try you know this that, oh, that, that is the song. That's what is follow that, through? Yeah, no, uh so good. I feel, Take it away, Deej. I feel better that I didn't recognize it immediately because it's uh, Gavin DeGraw. But um, this is the start of something good. I'm Googling it. I'm cheating. But uh, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that that's follow how, through that's by... Yeah, that's how right. I found it. Gavin it's not DeGraw. like I know Gavin DeGraw discography. <laughs> okay. Are you playing it right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Something. Yeah. Okay. 